You have three voicemails. Your post has value. And if your post or your picture doesn't have that much likes and shares, you feel it's worthless. And then you make that link between your post and yourself. Mm-hmm. That's dangerous. dangerous. The worst thing that you could say in Vietnamese to me, I think, is dog give birth. What? <laughs> no, it's a son of a bee. I thought that means you are a dog and you are giving birth. <laughs> There tends to be this natural association of bad impacts to social media. And we have to make sure that we acknowledge the positives as well. Quit social media right now. <laughs> Hello there. Welcome to the show where we have the convos about Vietnam, you know. Hello there and welcome to Convo Comrades, a conversation with the community about Vietnam. This is the second episode on Topical 2 on the topic of social media. If you haven't listened to the first episode, make sure you do so because we broke down every single social media platform there is in 2021. So that'd be really interesting. No, not every single one, but major ones. And in this episode, Long and I are going to debate about the benefits and the harmful effects of social media. Let's do it. Pros and cons. I think one of the things, Long, is nowadays, of course, with the rise of the narrative on mental health, I think there tends to be this natural association of bad impacts to social media, right? Correct. And there's less of a, an emphasis on the benefit side. So I want to make sure that this argument, this debate that we have is balanced. Because every time we talk about social media now, oh, it's going to be, oh, online abuse, it's uh, mental health, it's depression, it's comparison. It's so negative. And we have to make sure that we acknowledge the positives as well. Quit social media right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, no, I agree. Let's begin. So let's begin on a positive note. Yes. Okay. Benefits of social media. Let me say uh, what I think, what's positive here. Number mm -hmm. one, connection relationship mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. uh requires less effort now okay you don't have to physically go to someone's place or meet meet up virtually um i've seen physically with someone to maintain that relationship you can just with a click of a button chat with them talk to them post a picture congratulate them happy birthday yeah so it's easier to stay in touch mm -hmm. is it more convenient though and you lose that depth in relationship You can argue so. Depends on, uh, I think, depends on personal definitions of convenience. Maybe to me, clicking a button is not that convenient and it requires a lot of effort to browse through all of my unread notifications and just click on your name to chat exclusively with you, right? I guess the counter to that is there are only a certain number of meaningful relationships that you can really maintain, right? That's true. That's true. And there are different tiers of relationships, I guess. And not every single relationship is a going to your door, knocking on your door, having tea with you and spending one afternoon with you. Mm. Right? That's not realistic. And so I think when people say, you know, how meaningful are the relationships? I think the relationships can still be meaningful as long as you still meet them in real life. But you can't have 100% meaningful relationships as back in the 1990s mm. with the amount of people you know. That's mm. not realistic. And so I think the level of meaningfulness obviously reduces. Mm. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. No, that's true. We can only maintain so much relationships that we really care about. So that's one benefit. Let's move on to the next benefit. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
I'd say uh, updates, news. That's another way to get updated information now. You you get updates about someone's life, your friends, or a major event. Mm-hmm. So you could follow a BBC or you could follow some news station or a celebrity. Then you get updates, almost instant yep. updates on what's happening around you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Agreed. And uh, so that's from a user perspective. Mm-hmm. I think that those two are the main benefits. But given like the really quick and fast flow of information and news, we run the risk of fake news, right? That's true. Or run the risk of not necessarily fake news, but maybe some form of manipulation of the news. Mm-hmm. So fake news is like you know if it's the stats is ten percent and you write eight percent, that's fake. That's yes. factually incorrect. Yeah. Um, but then you can also argue, you know, to what extent is factually incorrect, because stats can also be made up or manipulated in the modeling exercise and whatnot. But okay, let's not go there. Exactly. And then manipulation of news is just different interpretation of the angle or quoting someone saying something, but then not giving the whole context. Yes. That leads to something or a message that's different entirely. Mm-hmm. Right. And the fact that news and information spread on social media so fast now, and when you're going on social media with the mindset of consuming things so fast, you go into a sort of reactionary mode mm-hmm. of consuming content, and that's when it's dangerous. Yes. So recognizing that there could be fake news and having second thoughts before you consume that piece of content. Yes. Is a good counter balance for that. Yeah. But now it qu- it makes me question everything now. Is this fake news? When I see, oh, mm-hmm. this must be fake. Mm-hmm. Is it fake? I don't know what to believe, what who to trust. And it's more tiring. That's the thing. It's more tiring yeah. to do that all the time. You know, yeah. it, sometimes it's good to just be in autopilot mode to go on and to just consume, right? Yeah. Um, it's tiring to go into the supermarket and think, oh, okay, will this door suddenly break and hit me? <laughs> you know, yeah. will this um, apple be completely washed off um, bug spray, yeah. right? You know, will the uh, machine um, that detects whether you steal something break and actually the alarm will go off when once you leave the supermarket? You yeah, know, yeah. it's too tiring to think about all these things. That's mm-hmm. why sometimes naturally we go for the sort of autopilot mode. And I think there's a book about it, about thinking, mm. B thinking or A thinking or, or something about that or thinking slow or thinking fast. I don't know. Yeah, I can't yeah, remember the book anymore. Fast. Thinking fast, thinking slow. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you get where I'm coming from, and, and that's the reason why a lot of us fall into the trap of fake news or just consuming news that we hadn't really critically think about. But mm-hmm. it's important that we do keep in mind and be conscious of all of these things when we consume news on social media. Exactly. But social. Let's talk about more benefits. Okay. So it's a form of income. So you could make a career out of social media. You could be a marketeer. You can manage other people's social media platforms. Mm-hmm. You could market yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could sell products mm-hmm. and make a living. Yes. So yeah, it's a, it's a tool, and it, it, that's a benefit, right? Making money is a benefit. Yes, you know? definitely. Uh, and uh, yeah, so creators. So from a creator's angle, there are lots of benefits. Yes. So from a creator perspective, you can make a career out of it being mm-hmm. a creator or an influencer, right? Mm-hmm. Depending on your market positioning. From a small business perspective, you need social media, right? Unless you live in a village that's like 50 households, everyone knows mm-hmm. each other, fine. But, you know, if, if it starts to becoming like a, a large village, town, city, <laughs> there's no way as a small business you can thrive without social media. Because that generally is the first sort of platform 
for you to connect to people, right? It's the first free platform. Uh -huh. um, websites are not free as well. Uh -huh. And it's not as fast in terms of communication. So social media is critical to small, medium-sized businesses. And for large corporates, it's a way to stay relevant and a uh -huh. way to maintain communications and PR. Uh -huh. And also a way to make sure that they are expressing and branding themselves um, and staying connected to topical areas. For example, what is it called? CSG? No. Um, CS something like corporate social responsibility CSR yes CSR. Right, so, so yeah corporate social responsibilities like oh we've just done charity in this area and then you know post a couple of photos so that's corporate perspective yeah definitely but your point you just mentioned the village and it made me think actually very quickly that these things thrive because of certain technologies that enable social media to thrive right so if you live in a village with no internet <laughs> then there's, there's no point being on social media uh, so then internet and then smartphones and then laptops so all of these things are prerequisites for social media right yes and that's like 95 percent of the world now like even a village in vietnam you have internet mm, yeah you see kids in the village just playing games all the time <laughs> yeah candy crush or whatnot yeah or Half-Life or whatever, right? I guess I'm jumping topics to the future of um, social media now. Yes, but you let's are. leave that. Let's leave that to the next. Okay, benefits. I think that's... Is there any more benefits? Benefits? Um, let's see. You help certain industries. I think social media has helped certain industries, right? Or certain jobs. For example, I've heard stories of criminal investigation. Mm. Um, and also, very interestingly, recently... Um, we haven't come to a conclusion on this, but recently a Chelsea football player, he went to play a football game and then his house got broken into by mm. four or five burglars. Okay. And they collectively carried out his safe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And um, they got a van to go into his house and carried his safe. It's a proper money heist. Right? Okay. And in his safe, he was saying that he doesn't keep any money in there, but it's all of his medals over the past <laughs> couple of years. Okay. Right, and he posted it on social media and he's asking for people to help and chip in and, and to identify the thieves. Now, we haven't come to a conclusion on this and how social media can help, but I'm pretty sure there's so many different cases in the past where people post these sort of things on social media and it helps with crime investigation. Yeah. Right? So, so what, I, what I'm trying to say here is social media, beyond the direct impact that it has, it has benefits in terms of helping other areas as well. For example, crime investigation. Mm. Yeah, spread the news, right? I, I often see those posts, spread the news, someone's missing or they need some sort of help. Yeah, Please some cat share. got lost or something. Yeah, no, it helps with certain requests, mm -hmm. charity, funding. Exactly. Charity yeah. funding is also another thing, you know. I went on LinkedIn today. I'm pretty sure LinkedIn is considered a social media platform as well for professionals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I realized that um, one of my ex-classmates back in university He's mm. in the US now and he suffered from a particular disease, but he's trying to raise awareness by walking and hiking from Mexico all the way to Canada. Wow. Now, if you're good with your geography, you can sort of understand that that goes, that spans across uh, vertically um, yeah. from south yeah. all the way to north of the USA. And that's a long ass <laughs> distance, Isn't there right? A sea in between. Okay, you're not good at your geography. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there? No, no. So. No, no, Wait, don't, don't, long, don't talk. Is it, is <laughs> You're it, embarrassing yourself. <laughs> I thought it's not connected between uh, North America and South America. Uh, so there's con there's land. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, no, I thought the, it's close, but it's not connected. So you have you need a ship to get through. All right. 
listeners, you guys are judging long right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Can okay. you Google while I talk? <laughs> I think you can see. Okay. Okay. There will be a small land, but it's not. No, no, so- it's not. It's not small. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he was raising awareness. Um, yeah. So it's interesting to see social media helping people to raise awareness and to to get funding for all of their personal projects like this. Have you Googled or have you seen the map? Uh, yeah, there's small land. In, it's not know. small. From far, I can it's not small. H- it's hardly th- tell. No, the size is probably <laughs> the size of the UK or bigger. <laughs> is the UK small to you? <laughs> no, yeah, pretty small. When you look at the map, so I think it's just a perspective. <laughs> <laughs> is it Mexico? Okay. Yes, yes. Ah, no, no. I thought he was walking from uh, Argentina. Okay. You're trying to save yourself here? Yeah? <laughs> I I thought Mexico is down in Argentina, but yeah. What? Okay. <laughs> you just killed yourself then. <laughs> there you go. Your geography is not too good. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I thought there's scene between. Okay, but Mexico is still in the same chunk of land. Okay. <laughs> chunk of land. I think you call it North America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, layman terms, you know. I'm all about layman terms. <laughs> all right. So, so those are the um, yeah, those are the positive sides of social media, and <laughs> I think they are very, very positive, right? Very, very positive. So we need to make sure that we acknowledge this. So bad side of social media. Go on then. Oh, so much to talk about. The number one thing that I have experienced personally, mm-hmm. all right, is I think a concept called highlight highlight reels highlights. It's where people post their best, their best achievement, their their best self, their proudest moments Mm -hmm. so when you see that from your friends and from your celebrities whoever you follow you start to compare and then you start to question your self-worth why can't i be like that you know but you don't see the downsides of of that person you only see their best and then it plays with your mind okay so uh yeah that's the first uh, negative point that i personally have experienced Mm -hmm. it's quite a widespread topic at the moment and not even just at the moment it's been here for the past five or ten years really but we know this now Mm. that's what i want to talk about we know this now we we've listened to youtube videos we've listened to other people say these things to us now yeah that social media is the highlights and you know the best moments of each person's life right everyone's their own pr agent Mm -hmm. right and they pr themselves and we know this. So you knowing this, is it still having an effect on you? I think so. And my reaction to it, my very, very unconscious reaction, I don't plan it, is stop using it. <laughs> I, I actively use, spend less time on social media because mm-hmm. I, I know that it has an effect on me. Mm-hmm. But I don't go to the extent that I unfollow those people. I think you should do that. Okay, but what I do is I just spend less time on it because I was scared. Like you know, when you touch the, some sort of thing that hurts you, you don't want to touch it again. Really, to that extent? Yeah. So, so to an extent, I am staying away from it because it, it's pretty I, funny though, Long, because you have a YouTube channel. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you post yeah. your best, funniest travel <laughs> moments on YouTube. <laughs> I know, and I don't. And when I look at other people, I think, oh, mine is crap. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is nothing. Okay, let's... Look at his channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's the reaction I gave. I, I get. So why do you still post on YouTube then? I don't post a lot on YouTube. But when I post on YouTube, but are you it's... planning to post more on YouTube then? 
I think yeah, you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. my question is, <laughs> you know that people post on YouTube to show their highlights, right? Why do you post on YouTube then? I post on YouTube to keep log of my stories. I know, actually, on YouTube, I don't consider it as highlights. I consider it Instagram as highlights. Okay. Because you were in the last episode, you were saying these are refined, right? These are very tailored. Yeah. Has a pro feel to it, and it, it makes me pressure me to create the pro content. Otherwise, I'm crap. Okay, so that <laughs> <laughs> that's number one. But YouTube is for me. YouTube is just like a video log. So to me, vlog. It's just video log. Why do you I, post on Vimeo then? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, because it's uh, not a lot of users there. You know, no one knows <laughs> Vimeo. Maybe they thought it's a virus link or something. Yeah. But so what, what I'm trying to get at is, I think we're all part of the system, right? We saying that to other people, but we do it ourselves. Otherwise, you would probably post it on your Google Drive and leave it there. <laughs> if you <laughs> right, if you generally want to just keep. A log of your travel experiences, but you post on YouTube because you know that there are going to be people watching. Yeah, I want to share the experience, but I I don't think it's pretty. I don't think my vlogs are pretty. I think they are much better than many other people. You've got a drone now. <laughs> you bought a drone just to get some aerial footage for your vlog. I don't think it's purely for just sharing. <laughs> no, for myself too. I want to see things from the sky. Yeah, and look at the end of the day. It's not either or, right? I only do it to impress other people. It's I do it for sharing to impress other people, but also to impress myself and for myself to watch it, you know, over how many years to come. So it's a combination of things, mm. and I agree with that. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be. It's just because of this. To me, I think that it's a game, and it's a system. And if you're aware of the rules, and you're aware of the restrictions, and you're aware of the impact. Then you can play it healthily, mm. right? So if I go on social media now, I see all of these amazing things, right? I look, I look at Sam Cotter, for example. Yeah, he's always in the best places ever. His photos are in the best places ever. His videos are the best ever, right? I don't sit there and think, oh shit, man. I wish. Well, I do wish I could be there. I'm not going to say that I don't, <laughs> but I don't say, man. His life is so much better and all that stuff. Mm. I just think. I just take the good things from it. I'm saying, I'm saying to myself, okay, this is how he creates his content. It's so creative in this sense. Okay, mm. maybe I can learn from this. But I also think, well, it's also very tiring to do all these things on a daily mm. basis, right? Mm. And I'm aware of that. I'm not going to put him down and say, oh, he's probably having a miserable life. I'm sure he's going to enjoy his life, right? Mm. But that's his life. It's not my life. How do I make my life more interesting and happier and 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 more healthy through looking at the content of Sam? That's how I think about it, and I think it's a mindset shift, rather than you know, rather than just putting it to a side and not using it at all. Because I think it's a very powerful tool, and if I'm not involved in it, I kind of feel like it's a missed opportunity. You can use it as FOMO if you like, but I really do think so. Yeah, it's, it's no. the future. It's the future, and if you if you're not part of the future, then you get left behind. Yeah, but I think the first step is recognizing the problem. So that's good. We've recognized the problem, but I think the trigger points is also important. Yeah. And to me, celebrities, uh, co famous content creators are not so much trigger points because I see them as unattainable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. So they are a different person now. Mm -hmm. I don't compare myself to them because there's no point. They're living that lifestyle yeah. or whatever. But yeah. what's well, I think the trigger points for me is people in my circle. Okay, give an example. You don't have to name the person if you don't want to. 
But what sort of post triggered you? Some sort of like uh, could be a travel. No, I don't think travel. No, no. I you travel right. so much more than so many <laughs> other people. <laughs> no, not travel. No, financial. Okay. okay. Financial, For example, some sort of. Oh, I made so much money. Look who posts? <laughs> who on Facebook? Yeah, on Facebook. Who on posted Instagram. that? <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're, you're not supposed to tell, right? Yeah, okay, right? but what's what sort of post? Tell me, what sort of post? Oh, what sort of, oh, yeah, I made so much money. I'm sure they are marketing for something, and then they said, if you want more information, contact me. So oh, it's, clear, <laughs> it's clearly okay. Then you know that. Then I just throw it out of the window. I don't need to care about that. Yeah, but uh, then no, but there's a small part inside me question: How did they do that? How do they? <laughs> how do they? Do oh that? my god! I think this is like so related to religion and all that stuff now. <laughs> like I don't care, but then you, you sort of like you sort of feel like you need to. Yeah. Anyway. So we are like too extreme, right? And there are people, there'll be some people more on my side, there'll be people some on your side, and even more extreme than. Okay, us. so finance. Anything else? Having kids? Uh, <laughs> no, no, not so much having kids. I think finance is key. Finance is key. Okay, yeah, I'm just going to tag you on finance post now. <laughs> Everything finance, but you can tell, right? Because I, I, I do consider a lot of things cost related. <laughs> so really, so I didn't know that. Finance is always a trigger point for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious to know why. I don't know. It's just the way I. Uh, this is my family because my mom is very um, uh, economical. Economical. Yeah, e- economical. Very. She saves and everything. When I see that, I thought, oh shit. Our family is poor. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm telling you, your family is not poor. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then it just stays on with me. And I was like so scared to spend money because I saw all those actions from my mom's. Oh, when I man. asked for things. My family is so poor. I could go <laughs> to the UK and study <laughs> A-levels and three years of higher education. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but through the results of uh, a lot of savings and a lot of sacrifices, that's the way I see it. So my mom doesn't eat out, doesn't buy this, doesn't buy that. She wears because she's the... buying a few properties in <laughs> Central Saigon. <laughs> no way! No, I don't know. What do you mean? No way! Of course you don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, maybe that's, that's. You know, one, one day when you come back home, she's gonna say, "Hey, um, let's go somewhere today." <laughs> and you're like, "Where are we going? Oh, just just to a place." <laughs> and then she goes to like I don't know. Disneyland in Saigon. <laughs> this is all yours. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. I wish. I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, but uh, maybe this is another topic. Um, finance talk with your parents, right? Or with your with our kids in the future. Yeah. I feel like uh, our parents try to hide things from us, like the things that they own. And you do financial crime. Dig it out. <laughs> 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 you are getting paid by one of the biggest companies in the world to do financial crime and to investigate <laughs> on finance. You can obviously use everything that you've learned <laughs> to apply it to your family and dig it out. I'm telling you, your mum owns a Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish. I wish. All right. Okay, then. Look, come on. Let's let's move on. Okay. So comparing. What are the negative sides of social media? Okay. Yeah. There, there you go. Comparing, and then you've got um, cyberbullying. It's the obvious one. Yeah. Right? Everyone is keyboard heroes. Okay. Mm-hmm. They can post. They can comment anything they like. Yeah. And we touched on this in our podcast with Chang. Um, I think it's one of the earlier podcasts. Um, one of our golden guests. She's an Instagram influencer with a hundred thousand followers, and she's experienced cyberbullying a lot. And mm. Long obviously experienced it for the first <laughs> time as well in one of the videos on my channel. It's terrible. It's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> okay. Tell the story then. 
then tell the story for those who haven't heard. Um, so we did a football video challenge mm-hmm. where we took penalties, right? And, you know, the first two, five, or anyway, whoever won the penalty challenge would uh, would win the challenge and the other person would have to go through a forfeit. And mm-hmm. Long, you know, can you describe yourself in that video? I was hyped. I was so hyped. Uh, that was crazy. <laughs> I don't know I was. Well, to was... put it in the words of one of the commenters on the YouTube video, you were crazy dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crazy dog or from the mental hospital or something like that. So it was the first time that you got that many comments, negative comments about yourself, right? No one commented about me. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the comments were directed towards you. And I don't think you actually knew. The video didn't do that well at the start and then it blew up, right? Yeah. Um, after a couple of months, it blew up on my channel. And I think some sort of famous football page, Facebook page in Vietnam shared it or something. And then you got so many random football fans going in and you commenting on that. And what was your reaction? My reaction, uh, that's the first time I, I get that much attention, yeah. right? You were so, literally, uh, uh, you were bullied. You were bullied. Yeah. First, when I heard, oh, so many views, and then I felt happy. Wow. wow okay. <laughs> so many views. And I scrolled down to the comments, you dog, you crazy dog. <laughs> and the worst thing that you could say in Vietnamese to me, I think, is dog give birth. What? <laughs> you know, what dog give birth, no. <laughs> like dog born or something like dog, dog, dog oh, give right, birth. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that to me is very offensive. And oh, then, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Dog give birth. <laughs> dog give, you dog give birth? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a son of a bee. Oh, not dog give birth. Yes. <laughs> dog give birth. <laughs> it's just a different way of saying son of a bee. That's it. Ah, uh, see, then it's not so serious. But what I mean, do you mean? Yeah. It's, it's it's literally saying that you're a son. You're a, you're the birth of a dog. I thought that means you are a dog and you are giving birth. <laughs> <laughs> pregnant dog. <laughs> oh wait, so so to you, being a pregnant dog is very offensive. Then. <laughs> Oh my god. This has to be a soundbite. Oh my god. <laughs> Pregnant dog. Yeah, that's it. Dog give birth. <laughs> no, to me it's that's phys- like in the in the process of giving birth. Not, oh, even, right. not even pregnant. Not like No, no. The intention okay. is to say son of a bee, right? Then that's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, fine. Okay. If you're okay anyway. with the fact that they're <laughs> essentially it's a way of cussing your mum, but okay, <laughs> if you're fine with that. <laughs> that's fine, okay. Stop, but then, s- stop saying that's fine, it's not fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it means I learned to block it. Of okay. course it's not fine, but it's I learned to block it. Okay. They're keyboard heroes. By the way, the first reaction was, oh wow, nice. And then, oh shit, what are they saying? Bad things. Oh. Crap. <laughs> they don't like me. Great comeback. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> you son of a bee. Crap. <laughs> and then there, when I keep scrolling, there was a few positive comments. I was like, ah, okay, at least there's someone. And then I, I like those comments just to, <laughs> to bring it up. <laughs> yeah, it was nowhere near up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I felt bad. Were you quite sad for like a couple of days or something? Yeah, I think so. I felt Definitely the first day, and then the second or third day, I I learned to neutralize it. You're like, okay, that's it's just social media. It's online bullying. They only say it because they are not with you face to face and yeah. feel freely. They can say whatever they want. 
I mean, guys, like, really go and watch it to see why there was that sort of reaction. It's on my channel here, CK Ray. Um, search for penalty football penalty challenge, and you can see Long was different. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's a after this there'll be another wave of hate comments. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> convo comrades, listeners. Okay, so yeah, cyberbullying. I completely agree, and I think. Once again, all of the ways that I cope with these things, right? It's built over time. And mm. that's why I think social media for teenagers and young people is very dangerous because you yeah. don't have the maturity to deal with it. But for me, when I started YouTube, right? I had a lot of love, but also a fraction of hate. And mm. it's always those one or two comments that get you, right? Mm. Yeah. There's always, always one or two comments, the negative comments saying, oh, uh, trying to be famous or yeah. I don't know. I can't remember the comments now, but saying like, Uh, you look like a monkey, uh, <laughs> you're too skinny. And of course, I was too skinny at that time, right? Or okay. you're not even that funny, okay? Or you just speak English and Vietnamese together at the same time. You know, it's uh, always one of those two, one or two comments. Yeah. But to be honest, like sometimes one of those two comments, they actually do encourage you and motivate you to change yourself, right? Mm. Because in a way, like some comments are just outrageous, right? And completely mm. irrelevant and they're just hating on you. But some comments are, there's some truth to that. So mm. for example, I was, I was skinny, I, I was skinny, right? So mm. I went to the gym uh, or I spoke a bit of too much English in my sentences. So I started using more Vietnamese words. Mm. So I do take the feedback on uh, selectively to make sure that mm -hmm. I better myself, but also to make sure that you, you're able to block out the comments mm. that really are just outrageous, ridiculous, obnoxious, and they're not helpful at all. Yeah. And, and I think key. that takes time. Exactly. I, that takes time. It mm. takes a mental shift. It takes a uh, mental resilience that you build over time of receiving these comments, right? You can't just mm. do it the first time you go on social media. And that's why it's dangerous for younger people. I think older people like us, I think we've got the resilience to deal with it much mm. better than other people. No, uh, I agree. So, so that I think the tip is, you know, when you have your kids, just abuse them a lot. Abuse them. Why? Yeah, just abuse them a lot. It, it builds their resilience. <laughs> so that uh, when yeah. they go on social media, they become big on social media, then they can deal with <laughs> with uh, yeah. with all the hate. But uh, I was lucky, right? Because But that's uh, a joke. That's a joke, by the way, guys, if you're listening. All right, go on then. I was lucky because I learned to to block it quite quickly. Yeah. I mean, I imagine normal, a different person might take it more seriously. And uh, yeah. Cause suicide, right? That's one of the main causes as well. For yep. and you can clearly see on artists or influencer idols in K-pop, for mm -hmm. example, made famous. They suicide, committed suicide because of online bullying, hate. So it's very sad. Mm -hmm. mm. But it also happens to everyday folks, everyday uh, people. Yep. But we just don't know about it because yep. they are not that uh, famous. And it's same someone with like anxiety and depression, right? Mm. And this comes in so many forms. You know, you've got your comparisons, you've got your bullying, but then you also have another one that I want to talk about, which is likes, mm. views, metrics. Mm. What do you feel about this? Yeah, I also came across this. I think they are considered social currency, mm -hmm. right? Uh, it's like it's like a price mm -hmm. or it's like a value. When you have more likes, it it makes you feel like Your post has value, and if your post or your picture doesn't have that much likes and shares, you feel it's worthless, and then you make that link between your post and yourself. Mm -hmm. That's dangerous. dangerous. That's very dangerous. Yes, I think we're all subject to this. I'm not going to say that uh, it doesn't affect me, 
and mm. it particularly affects me at the early stages of my YouTube life, right? Because mm. I remember, like, I was one of the first YouTubers in Vietnam, actually. Mm. One of the definitely one of the first top ten, right? Mm. I was mm. so early on YouTube back then, and you know, back then you didn't even have fur, like beard or something, or fur, or whatever his channel is. So mm. I was even earlier than that, right? It was mm. JB Evermind, Hui Mi, or Hui Me. Uh, uh Ultimate Dasher, Don Shinoda, I think it was me as well. Very early on. So every time I posted something, it was thousands and thousands of views, right? Because mm. it was so new and people, there weren't a lot of people on the platform, right? And there weren't mm. a lot of creators on the platform. And then when I started branching out to other co- types of content, I saw my view drop, mm. right? Because people knew me for one particular area, which is dancing, mm. right? It was K-pop dance covers at the start. And then I branched out into dance choreographies, which is still related. Right, but then I started making vlogs and travel vlogs. It didn't do so well, and it got me thinking. Okay, so what do I do now? Do I keep making dance videos or do I start doing travel videos? Right, yeah, because that's what yeah. I really like now, and I don't see a sustainability in terms of making dance videos because I get older. I'm not a professional mm-hmm. dancer, mm-hmm. and I see no future in it. Even mm-hmm. though I like to dance, there's no future in it for me. But I really like traveling, and I know that I can still travel when I'm old. So that's why I made the move, and I feel like I prioritize my creativity above the metrics. Mm. And you know, if you're the right audience and you like this type of content, then you stick for the content, even though it's a fracture of my subscription, my subscriber count. Yeah. So yeah, it, it just depends on on your mindset. And I do understand, sort of, if influencer is your sort of job. Then you care about metrics. You have to care about it, right? Yeah. But if you're just creating content and creating good premium content, and it's a hobby, then I don't think it plays as much of a role. Yeah, it should not. But I think it does. Some people feel like, even some people who are not content creators, mm-hmm. they're just teenagers. Yeah, they post some photo and they just get 10 likes, as opposed to some other person in the same class, they get a hundred likes. Mm-hmm. Immediately, you compare and you feel, oh, that person is more valuable than myself. Mm-hmm. Of course, I don't think that now. But you know, being a teenager, it's very easy to think that because you are exposed to dislikes and shares metrics almost twenty four seven. Exactly, exactly. I think yeah. nowadays, like I stop looking at the likes now. Like it's mm. still there, but I think also when you grow older, you're busier with your lives. Mm. Right, you got other things to worry about. Right, financial things. Yeah. You got mortgages to worry about, or crypto, or you know. Crypto, yes. Exactly. Or there's nothing to worry about crypto, though. It's going up. <laughs> okay, stop. <laughs> you got your job to worry about. You've got your future plans. You've got your I don't know, traveling that you need to worry about. You know, have you booked the tickets, etc. You got just other things to worry about when you're a teenager or when you're a kid. You've got so much free time. Yeah. And that's why it dwells on you. There's not much you can talk about. Right, there's not much for you to think about other than just computer games and social media, and homework. That's it. It makes me think now. Social media gets to me by sharing stories of successful young people. <laughs> <laughs> ABC only 19 created millionaire startup companies, and then it hits me also because the it's also a financial thing. Yeah, it's also a success thing, and yep. then it's also an age thing now. So then that person is not a celebrity, mm-hmm. so I don't consider them as unattainable. Mm-hmm. That person is younger than me, mm-hmm. so I think I have more years of experience. Okay, I'm just playing devil's advocate here, Long. Okay. What's, 
what's wrong with having another person being better than you? Nothing is wrong with that. Yeah. So But why do we feel sad? Or why do you feel sad? Because I want to do that as well, right? That's why I feel sad. Do I you? I want to do that. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. So you're willing to risk, I don't know, let's say 500,000 pounds worth of capital to invest in the company and run it to make millions in the future. Do you have the balls to do that? No, you don't. I know you. <laughs> you're a risk, risk averse guy, right? You don't have the balls to do that, but you're happy to be in a corporate environment and to be an employee. I know you, right? So it's risk and reward. He took the yeah. risk. And of course, with a stroke of luck and many other things, he did well. But oh, you're not, well. yeah, but you're not willing to take the risk. So you can't tell yourself that I should be like that as well. I want to be like that because in your nature, you don't take the risk. Let's dig deeper. Yeah. M maybe the reason why I'm sad is why is me questioning myself? Why can't I take more risks so that I could be like that? But it's high risk, high return. You want stable return and the return is low. And that gives you the peace of mind. Think about it. Okay, another mm. way to think about it, yeah, is if you start taking more risk and you mm. want higher return, mm -hmm. it might affect your mental health. Are you going to depression for the next couple of years trying to maintain your business? Yes. Right? So That's a risk. I don't think you're suffering from mental health now or not to a high degree. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So that's a good thing, right? So you have to think about right. the positive side as well. What if of that course. guy is going through so much stress at the moment? He's going through a mental health issue, but obviously the newspaper is not going to talk about it. Yeah, but the good side is he has a billion... Yeah, but he took too. the risk. <laughs> What I'm trying to say is you can't just not take the risk and want the same thing as someone who took the risk. I see what you're saying. Yeah. To acknowledge the the downside, the unspoken downside yes. to, the, to the highlights yeah. of the good side that's made popular by social media. Exactly. So he took the financial risk. He might have taken a relationship risk as well. He might have broken up with his girlfriend or boyfriend, right? Mm-hmm. And the he might have just yeah he might he might just had a really huge argument with his family. He might mm -hmm. he might just went through a depressive uh, sorry uh, um, a depression period. Mm -hmm. You don't know, right? But there are always risks attached to this in terms of whether you're putting capital in crypto, you're making so much money. You make money because you take risk. That's it. Yeah, you can't just make money out of thin air, mm. right? People make money from crypto because they take so much risk. They, they're willing to put it in crypto. Mm. They make money in investment because they're willing to take the risk. Mm. Even if, let's say, a risk that you think is acceptable in Vietnam, he might just be in the US and he took the risk in terms of traveling back to Vietnam and quitting his job, right? So there's so many things and so many aspects to think about it, but we can't just say we want it if we're not willing to take the risk. Exactly. So are you feeling better now? Because you know that your risk profile isn't as high as him. So you're comfortable with what you have. But I want to change my risk profile. Why Maybe do you want to change your risk profile? Because I want more returns. You want more returns? Why do you want more returns? To achieve financial freedom, you know? Now I worry about financial things. Mm -hmm. I want to reach a point where I don't worry about it. There's going to be so much cost going forward. Yeah. With kids, you know, hospital bills. I may have some disease later on. Yep. So I want to just accumulate and just get there the earliest that I can mm -hmm. to tackle those future problems. And to me, I don't know why, maybe this is a social media thing. To me, financial is a big trigger point and it affects a little bit of my thinking. Do you see at the moment, you're actually in a quite a dilemma <laughs> <laughs> because you're not taking a lot of risk uh -huh. and you should be relatively peaceful in your mind, but you're not. <laughs> yeah. So you're not taking a lot of risk. Your return is not high. 
Yeah. And also, your mind is not at ease. <laughs> yeah. So maybe I'm in, uh, you know, the, the the saying in Vietnamese, you stand in one mountain, you look at the other mountain. Yeah, exactly. Right? Grass is always greener on the other side. So maybe I just need to learn to appreciate uh, what I have and then reevaluate carefully what it needs to take me to the other place and whether it's worth it. Yeah, right? I mean... At the end of the day, I mean, this is going to a financial. <laughs> you know, we're talking about social media here, okay? But whatever, wherever the conversation leads us, right? And but triggered by social media. Yeah, it's triggered this, by social media. Look, at the end of the day, all you need to do is just reevaluate the different revenue streams that you have at the moment, or the yeah. different income streams, and yeah, yeah. how to adjust the risk profile and adjust that. So one revenue stream or one income stream that you have is your job salary. Yeah. So that triggers by either getting promotion or jumping into a different job. Another revenue stream is your investment portfolio. Mm. Do you move more towards the stock and the crypto portfolio now or do you move back to bonds or whatever, mm. right? Mm. That's up to you. Or do you start investing in emerging, emerging markets and investing in Vietnam? Right? That's another way to look at it. And then you start thinking about all the other revenue streams. And then once you've, come, once you've exhausted all the revenue streams, then you start thinking about a new revenue stream and how much risk you're willing to take mm. on those. It's quite systematic in that sense, in my opinion. <laughs> I agree. This is going to an investment <laughs> All right. Let's move topic. on then. Okay. So what are the... Still back. <laughs> what other bad things are there in terms of social media? I think we touched on attention span. Yeah. It's certainly going down so much over the past couple of years with the rise of TikTok and Insta stories and Snapchat. Mm. Like I said, now I consume YouTube video at 1.5 speed and physically I can't consume at two speed, 2x speed. Mm -hmm. So twice as fast, I can't do that because you can't be able to capture all the words. Mm -hmm. um, but 1.5, I think it's um, it's enough for me. And I still, I'm still able to manage to understand all the points in either the podcast or the YouTube video or what, whatnot. Yeah, yeah. I consume at 1.25. All right. I'm okay. not that uh, at 1.5 yet. Yep. But uh, yeah, I appreciate the slower moments if it's, if it's meant for that. If it's if meant it's... for that. So yes, like I said, travel filmmaking, whenever mm. there is a slow moment in order to ramp up at a very high speed, high cut at the end, mm -hmm. then I appreciate that and I leave it everything at one. Yeah. But if it's just talking, it's, mm. it's 1.5 unless there's an art to the talking. For example, if it's mm. a stand-up comedy, right? then there's a pause that's meant to be a pause so that you deliver the punchline, then I cannot speed that up. I mm. need to appreciate that. But if yeah. there's no art to the talking and it's just pure content, like a podcast, mm -hmm. then I go for 1.5. I wonder how our audiences are listening to us, what speed they're listening to. I'm speaking actually quite fast at the moment, so I don't know if you go to 1.5 whether you can pick up everything I say. I'm speaking quite slow. I so. know. So they're gonna, have, they're gonna have to stick to uh, <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna have to stick to one. Oh, one and a half. One point right. two five. Next, 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 next. <laughs> oh, what did I just say? <laughs> <laughs> this is the point where I said, let's wrap up and. <laughs> You're wrapping up already. We haven't no, even not, talked about the trends. <laughs> no, not wrapping up about the whole thing, but wrapping up about the pros and cons. Right, and recognize on, this once and for all: social media is a tool. Okay, and the actual people is the culprit. Okay, the knife is not dangerous. It's the person holding the knife and stab someone is dangerous. Okay, a knife can Whoa. be a very useful tool to cut meat, to carve out things, art, cut <laughs> human meat, <laughs> carve out a hand. <laughs> so, recognizing this is the number one step. Okay, don't blame it. Don't blame the knife. Blame the person using the knife for bad reasons. 
so number one step. And number two step is recognizing the problems, like we all talked about, uh, social currency, time wasting, cyber bullying. So my second point there is to monitor your diet, your social media diet, because we talked about consuming, right? We monitor our food. We want to limit high fat foods, etc. Why don't we use the same concept with social media? We pick and choose the type of content we want to consume on our mobile phones, on our laptops, unfollow the toxic uh, sort of creators or the trigger points and follow the people that makes you feel happy, right? You agree with that? I agree with that, but I'm okay with following people that I don't like as well, as long as I'm conscious of consuming those content. Yes. Because I'm, I'm, first... I'm, I'm quite curious to know, you know, what they post. But I'm always <laughs> conscious of the fact that, okay, how does this content make me feel? I always ask myself that question. Yes. Every time I consume some sort of content and I feel something extreme, right? I mm. always ask myself, why am I feeling this way? What can I do to stop feeling this way? Is there a reason why I'm feeling this way and not the other way? I always ask myself these questions. Mm. And once I start asking these questions, right? It's kind of like a way for me to cope with these content in the future. And it becomes second nature to me. Yeah. And that's a skill most people lack. I lack that. I don't do that. I take a look at a picture. Oh, whoa, I made a lot of money, guys. 17-year-old, <laughs> 5 million pound business. <laughs> then I was like, I'm crap. Self-hate, self-doubt. But I didn't have that step of, why did I feel this? Yeah. What's the triggering point? Yeah. What reflect, can I do Reflect on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a key skill that everyone should yep. take note yeah, so that's the healthy social media routine that uh, I would just leave it there after we talked about pros and cons. Perfect. Mm. So what's the future of social media then? What are the trends? So current trends are just shorter videos, shorter content. But are we talking about predictions or what? Everything. Long term, short term. Yeah, so short term, I see shorter videos. And one thing I saw recently, it's been around for so long, is the live streaming. Yes. Uh, E-commerce live streaming selling mm -hmm. and that's social that's, commerce yeah social commerce that's a new experience yeah it's a term shared by our podcast host kim who worked in an advertising firm in vietnam so mm. please make sure that you listen to it because there's a lot of information on how the marketing and the advertising industry work in vietnam yeah so social commerce it's so new i've not tried it before but i've seen it in action where the seller would just you know, live stream certain products, interact with the customers. They will ask, oh, what size do you have? What color do you have? Et cetera, I don't get it, you know. I don't buy it that way because obviously at the moment I go on the website or, you know, I, maybe I go on social media, but there's a shopping area, right? Shopping mm. feature. Or I go on Amazon or I go to the store. That's all. I, I don't get it. Like, okay, if, if long, if, right, imagine me, right? I'm a fitness influencer, right? Just imagine me being buffer, right? <laughs> and um, you know twice your size okay mm. imagine T <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for those who don't know T's our um, podcast guest as well in the I th actually he was our first podcast guest and he loves going to the gym and uh, mm. I think he's got quite a bit of a physique anyway so imagine T he live streams he takes mm. out all of these new latest collection of Gymshark clothing mm -hmm. he starts wearing them on and then just showing everyone and then just talking about it do you watch that? Yeah, if if uh, I follow T, if I I consider T as a an influencer, influencer, yeah. So you actually will sit down and watch the live stream. Yes, if I consider 
someone as an influencer. So that means that if it's an influencer that you follow, and we're assuming you are, you're willing to spend the next infinite amount of time, because I don't know when the live stream is going to end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Infinite amount of time to sit down and to just listen to them talk about products and you will consider buying the products. Yes. Really? If wow. it's someone I've... And I don't consider a lot of people... Do you know why I don't like live streams? Why? Because it takes a lot of time. Exactly. It's an amount of time when I don't know how much time I'm committing myself into. So instead of doing that, I'll just Google Gymshark latest product review and it's a 30-minute video or a 20-minute video. I know that it's 20 minutes and I can even speed it up and I can slow it down and I can skip... I can go to the exact location in the video that gives me the right content and the right value. I'm in control. Why do I need to go on live streaming to wait after shirts and shirts and shorts and shorts <laughs> to know that, okay, this is the one that I want in the exact I, color? I think social media, why it thrives is because it's trying to replicate real life and social commerce, live streaming things. It's like you're going to a shop, talking to the sales assistant. Which I hate. <laughs> <laughs> but some people love it but some people want to do it but hate the aspect of physical face-to-face -face. they feel shy about asking questions but on a live stream they can confidently ask questions it's so convenient they don't have to leave their home or leave wherever they are they can just participate mm -hmm. and it's more convenient to to engage i think interactive okay your questions may be answered instantaneously Mm -hmm. uh, whereas if you're just watching a video, you're in control of it, but you don't have any input into, hey, tell me about the zipper or tell me about the materials. Yeah. And people are lazy to dig out the descriptions <laughs> of the materials of those things. So they want answers now, here now, right now. But I mean, pros and cons, right? I mean, they're lazy to do that, but then they're willing to spend one hour <laughs> into the video until their product gets mentioned. <laughs> so that they could ask a question and the question might not even be read out. So look, I still don't get live streaming. I know it's a big thing at the moment. A lot of people are like that. And mm. live streaming for shopping is one thing, but also live streaming for so many other things. Mm. I mentioned to you, right? There's this guy on YouTube that I follow that talks about Manchester United and I follow Manchester United. And he talks everything about Manchester United, right? He talks about mm. transfers. He talks about the business, the, the structure of the club, but also games, tactics and reaction to games, etc. right? And he okay. goes live every time. It's always live, right? Mm. Now, I understand live if it's leading up to a game. I understand. But if it's like something like in terms of, um, you know, uh, uh, let's talk about, a, 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 I don't know. He, re he releases so many videos, right? I never watch it live. I always wait for like 15 minutes. Then I watch it. And then I can speed it up. Mm. Do you get where I'm coming from? Yeah. Because if you watch it live, you can't speed it up. Yeah. And then... Sometimes I watch a video that's already been live and then it gets uploaded as like a video on YouTube and mm -hmm. I watch it and then I speed it up or I skip things as well. So yeah. I, I feel like I need to be in control of the content I consume. And maybe mm. other people, they're a bit more passive in terms <laughs> of they just want to play it and they'll play it. Yeah, like a TV. Just leave it on in the background. Possibly, and yeah. Something like that. Yeah, so different ways of consuming. Interesting. I, th I think it's fine. Fascinating. I think it's just yeah, yeah. Different. I mean, look, I'm not refusing it because it's obviously it's becoming a huge chunk of the economy now, mm. um, especially in China, in Asia as well. So fascinating to see how it how it plays out. So mm. social commerce, live content. So a lot of like concert, live concert events. Yeah. I think that's a big thing. Um, was it BTS who sold a lot of tickets for live concerts online? 
right? So during the pandemic, they can't host concerts. So they sold it live in a certain platform and people, you know, once they purchase the content, they go on and they watch it on their screen. But it's a live concert, which to me is so weird. But of course, only <laughs> BTS can pull this off. Uh, I don't think, you know, you can... <laughs> hey, friends. <laughs> listen to my tracks live and pay money. You know, that's not going to happen. Yeah, so no, it's interesting to see, you know, how social media and all these platforms are changing the way we, we interact in so many different industries. Mm, exactly. Uh, okay, what else? next point. Content for good. So I think there's an increasing sort of push for content that is leading to you know the sustainability of the planet or the betterment of the planet so so for example the black lives movement um campaign there's a mm. lot of social media content on that and i think i was part of that as well a lot mm. of debates going on and i think it was really refreshing to see okay certain people within your network how they feel and their stance on certain issues so I think Kian, for example, one of our golden guests, he was very vocal in protecting the movement of the Black Lives Matter uh, mm -hmm. campaign. Um, and he's very vocal and he was actually arguing a lot with um, you know, random people on the internet. And we were, I think we were in part of the chat as well and we were just coming in and, and making fun of the argument. Uh, as, uh, <laughs> I think particularly on the other side um, who was yeah. arguing against Kian and arguing against the rights of uh, people of color. So. Very fascinating stuff. But of course, mm. you've got other things like in terms of protecting the wildlife, um, raising awareness on certain issues of climate change, Asian hate, etc. as well. Yeah. And the comment sections of these can be a dangerous place. They can be a spammy place. When you scroll down to the comment section, there could be a lot of random shop adverts. <laughs> Check out my shop, my clothing shop, yeah. etc. It's funny to see sometimes. Definitely. Okay. So next... Yeah, this is uh, another topic that I'm confused about. Mm -hmm. Algorithm. Mm -hmm. I've seen a video about this. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's sort of even the creators, the coders behind this doesn't understand how Facebook or Instagram or social media platforms work out the next piece of content to suggest mm -hmm. to keep the attention of the user. Mm -hmm. right? it's, 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 it's scary if you think about it. Like the machines are now in control. Yeah. And they know people better than people know people. Yeah. Right? Maybe in the future, there'll be no need for coders to, to do anything else. Machine learning can just learn and predict certain users' behaviors and interest and keep them glued to the screen as long as possible. Mm -hmm. It's scary. I mean, there's always a complaint in the creator world about the algorithm, right? And the algorithm changing. Hmm. And I'd like to raise a question here from one of our listeners on Instagram from Hair is the name. And Hair is asking, <laughs> how do you stop yourself from being conditioned to wanting more likes and views or endorphins release? And that's a great question. I think we touched on that as well in both episodes yeah. on social media. Mm. I think it goes back to your point, Long, your conclusion. Yeah. In how terms to... of... Yeah. Exactly. Being very proactively conscious. And this is slow thinking versus fast thinking. Right? You need to be conscious of the fact that, okay, first of all, to me, understand your role. Who mm. are you? Are you just mm. a casual user? Are you an influencer? Are you a content creator? Are you a business? Are you a corporate? Who are you? Right? What you want to be? Okay? What's your position in this entire market? 
then think about what does likes and views do to help you, uh. right? If it's purely for just pure entertainment enjoyment, then it's so insignificant. And that's when you go into your slow thinking mode and say, okay, it has no effect on me, right? Uh. And you need to rationalize this. If it's a business, then you need to think about it as a business owner because it affects your bottom line, your profits, right? It affects your revenues and your financials as well because it, it impacts how much customers is engaged and how many customers are willing to get your services and products. So that's something that you need to think about and you treat it as a business problem. So, so the way you think about it depends on who you are and how you would want to consume the social media. Right. Exactly. And in terms of algorithm, uh, once again, influencer, this is your bread and butter. It makes money for you. Right? It is your living. So you need to think about it if you are a proper influencer. If you're not, if you're a casual person using or you're a casual content creator, you don't need to think about it. Right. And that's when the algorithm comes into play. And you need to be on top of the algorithm. You need to be able to spot trends. Mm. And you need to li- be able to listen to news and press releases. So I mentioned before, Instagram is no longer a photo based platform. Mm. Right. I'm sorry, this is the bad news for so many photographers out there. But if you're keeping on posting photos, your account is going to die. Okay? Unless you, you tell me you don't care about the reach and the metrics and the likes, that's fine. And you just love the pure art of photography, that's fine. But your account is dying on Instagram. Mm. And these are the sort of information and clues that you can get from different sources to know where the direction of travel of the platforms are heading towards and adjusting yourself, if required, depending on who you are. Yeah, you need to stay on top of the algorithm, right? If you are a creator, you need to make sure yeah. that your content is in the maximized yeah. reach potential. And I know, I know how is very big on TikTok as well. And <laughs> I, I, I told, you know, I told everyone about my views on TikTok in the previous episode. And that's why I'm conscious of not being on TikTok because TikTok to me is very fleeting, right? Mm. It's so temporary. It's not sustainable, uh. right? But if I do build a business, I will consider TikTok. But if I'm an influencer, like I, I'm not going to think of being an influencer on TikTok because my success can just disappear overnight. Yeah, it's so fleeting. Yeah, agree. Wait, one. I think we forgot to talk about one issue. Okay, that's privacy. That's big on social media, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, some time ago now, I think it's normalized a little bit. But privacy was one of the biggest issue on Facebook, where they track everything. You know your activities online. Where did you click? Where did you like? Where did you commented? Which page did you visited? And re- the recent update to Facebook give the user more control as to what others can or cannot see. Okay, but it still remains a big problem. Uh, how do you do? You have a bigger. Uh, do you have a stance on this privacy issue? Do you mind it, or do you acknowledge that it's part of the system now? I acknowledge it's part of the system, but it's kind of like voting, isn't it? If you don't do something about it and you just leave it to someone else, then you're not really playing your part. Mm. And so that's why, for me, in terms of dealing with privacy. I always go for the option of not sharing my data mm. wherever I can, but when only when I am presented the options. So I don't go into the settings of every single platform and start to dig it out. <laughs> but yeah. whenever it pops up and it asks me, "Do you want to share, let's say, data across platforms?" I always say no. Mm. And that's a recent update, I think. Yeah, I think your phones 
the apps talk to each other. Yeah. Like if you go on one app and you search for I don't know um, guitars, yeah, then suddenly that app will communicate with Facebook, yeah, and Facebook starts showing you all these sort of guitars adverts, yeah, and that's pretty scary, but convenient. Yeah, convenient, but also scary, right? Um, yeah. And I'm just in the camp of you know you get as little data from me as possible, yet I'm still able to use your platform. That's it. Yeah. Right. And. Businesses hate that, but you know, for me, it's just—it's kind of like a mindset of, all right, I don't know, 20 years down the road, what's going to happen to this? So I'd rather, you know, stay on the safe side of sharing less data, but I still want to use your platform, guys. So yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, let's talk about uh, predictions now. I think this is a fun part. You know, where do you see social media in 10, 20 years, maybe 40 years time, just to make it fun? Look, okay. I think we alluded to it, and the more I think about it, I think the more of a possibility it is, and that is the fact of enabled by augmented reality and virtual reality. I think social media is going closer and closer towards the gaming industry. Mm. That yes. means that there'll be games out there, okay, where people can just stay in there and chat and share things, and it's so scary because we're moving to the Matrix world. Yes. It's so scary, but I, the more I think about it, I think social media and gaming, they're just going to collide so hard together and they're going to mash up into this kind of like, you know, blended, ad blended adjacent industry mm. where people can play games, interact with each other, talk about the latest news, and then they're probably going to log out and then have dinner with their families and then go they're going to go back into that world. Yeah. That's the future. And, and they're probably going to think, okay, you know, guys, you know, we've just killed the boss of World, World of Warcraft 5000. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you want to go to Norway? Yes. And they're going to travel to Norway together. Like, wh like what? In real life? No, through VR. Ah, yes. That's the future of the travel industry as well. It's VR. Mm, mm, mm. Um, and that's super scary. Um, but that also opens up so many opportunities for content creator because in order to go through all of this, you need to be able to create the right content for these mediums and platforms, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I feel excited just thinking about it. I feel it, scared. You know? <laughs> I feel excited. I could be anywhere. I could be whoever in this in this virtual world. Oh, you could be that 17-year-old kid <laughs> <laughs> I could with dress a in five the, million pound business. <laughs> uh, luxury goods and it's cost cheaper than real life. Then you get a notification from the council saying that you're not paying your bills. <laughs> 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 but uh, no, uh, no, I think that's, we're going there. It's so it's scary. Al it's already happening to a little extent, you know, those online games where you trade, you're able to trade certain things for real money um, by selling, you know, gems or hidden weapons or rare items on the games. Yeah. So it's already there. It's just not to a full blown out extent of I can just stay there 24-7 mm -hmm. and make a living too. Mm -hmm. I think when you can start make a living, make money on anything, then that can become a double-edge knife. Or what is it? Double-edged double sword. The wedge sword, yeah. So the toxic things will come whenever you can make money on something. Mm -hmm. That's what I feel. But uh, no, I love gaming. I've always loved it. And if gaming becomes social media, then wow, it's yeah. amazing. It's dangerous though, because I think slowly we as a population will move away from the physical world and into the virtual world. 
in terms of money spent, in terms of time spent, everything, in terms of like effort and capacity and mental health, everything will slowly move to the virtual world. And we just need to be ready for that. What if it's a better world, you know? What if there's a device that maintains your physical body? Then that's the matrix. Healthy condition. Yeah, that's it. You just live in... And, and, and that goes back to Elon Musk's uh, theory, right? We talked about this. Yeah. What if I, this is the matrix? But I don't have any abilities, right? The reason why I want this is I want to have superpowers. But uh, if everyone has superpowers, no one has superpowers in the world. Do you get it? Yeah. Yeah, right? So there'll, there'll definitely be rules, right? In order to make the game interesting. Otherwise, everyone would just be the god in there. And who rules whom? And who's powerful and who's not powerful? But but what I'm saying is, yeah, it's... I don't know. Like, we'll, we'll just probably walk less in the streets. We'll, you know, whenever we're in our autonomous vehicles, we're probably plugged into the world as well. Yes, to fly, to jump, to... Yeah, and we, we probably... Maybe we even fly less. I don't know. Are we even going to be in the autonomous vehicle? Because we don't need to travel. We just... Stay. Yeah, we stay in the same place. And travel VR. And plug in our VR, yeah. That's amazing. It's... Oh, my God. That's but so also scary. scary. So scary. No, but I, I appreciate... I want to live in that era. Well, I we want... all want to, right? Because we want something that is in the future. And we know that time is finite. And... Um, yeah. Mm. No, I, I also want to experience it myself. I want to experience so, so many things. Uh, autonomous vehicles, traveling to space. We'll see. We'll see. Well, let's wrap up the podcast then, Long. It was great conversation about social media. Okay. We tackled all sides of social media, benefits and bad side. Once again, I need to reiterate this message of saying that, look, guys, it's very easy for us to just say all the bad things about social media now. But we need to acknowledge the good side of social media as well. Okay, so make sure that your view towards social media is balanced and make sure that you go into social media platforms consuming actively, not passively, having a clear position in your mind of who you are, what social media means to you and how all of the content metrics affect you in any way. Right? Make sure you rationalize it. Follow us on all sorts of platforms, social media platforms, Instagram, <laughs> Facebook. There you go. We, we are on YouTube as well. And you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And are we in Google Podcasts? No. We're not on Google Podcasts. <laughs> there you go. Ask for now. Bye-bye. <laughs>